Canada, good morning and a very warm welcome to morning worship in the parish of Castlochur and Gorsainen. Today we're filming from St David's in Lacha and it's really great to have you with us. I know that these are really troubling times for many of us, so if there's anything we can practically do to help you, whether that be picking up a prescription or some shopping or anything else that might come to mind, then please do let us know. And as I've said many times in the past, one of the things that we are trying to intentionally do is help people to turn isolation into connection by pairing people up on the telephone and giving them an opportunity to have a chat. Rob Samuel, one of our church wardens, is helping to coordinate that. So if you'd appreciate a chat uh, and that's something you're not tapping into at the moment, then please do get in touch with us because we would love to help you arrange that. As we begin another week, let me pray for God's blessing on us. Go before us, Lord, in all our doings. Further us, we pray, with your continual help, so that everything we do, begun, continued and ended in you, might always seek to glorify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so let's worship together.
Psalm 104, verses 25 to 35. There before me lies the mighty ocean, teeming with life of every kind, both great and small. And look, see the ships, and over there the whale you made to play in the sea. Every one of these depends on you to give them daily food. You supply it, and they gather it. You open wide your hand to feed them, and they are satisfied with all your bountiful provision. But if you turn away from them, then all is lost. And when you gather up their breath, they die and turn again to dust. Then you send your spirit, and new life is born to replenish all the living of the earth. Praise God forever. How he must rejoice in all his work. The earth trembles at his glance. The mountains burst into flame at his touch. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise, my, I will praise God to my last breath. May he be pleased by all these thoughts about him, for he is the source of all my joy. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Gospel according to St John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
O God, help us to listen to your word with understanding, to receive it with faith and to obey it with courage. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. It's good to be with you again, uh, this congregation that we never quite meet, but we gather in a new way. And I'm sure you know that thanksgiving and worship is appropriate as a response to God. And if I were to be really nasty and put you on the spot and ask you why, well, I think most of you would manage to say something about Jesus, who shared our life, as the Gospels explain, and as the Gospels explain, not only taught and did some kind and wonderful things, but whose death is significant because, like a sacrifice, it sets us free to live with God. And that's very central to Christianity. It's true. It's highly important. But it's not the whole story. And why settle for half the truth when you can have it all? Let's talk about creation. It's Creation Sunday. Yes, that's fairly new. The Church has only included a Creation Sunday at this time of year for about 20 years, and in Church terms that's only yesterday. Well, maybe the day before. And you'll say, quite rightly, well, we do creation at harvest time. We sing, we plough the fields and scatter. Although, of course, we don't, personally, but never mind. Uh, we put vegetable marrows all over the place. Nobody seems to know what else to do with them. Oh, and yes, we probably put some apples along the church windowsills as well. OK, yes, but there's a lot more to creation than that. If you look in the Bible, the whole of the Bible, you won't find any argument that the world was accidental, the haphazard creation of statistics and circumstances. And so, more often than not, the argument is not, was God responsible for creation, but it's more likely to be in terms of which God was responsible for creation. And so you have to look a little bit sideways. And once you do, creation is all the way through. We've read today that great passage from the beginning of John's Gospel. You may know it better from Christmas time. But it says, among other things, that the Word, the Word which was there right at the beginning, through him all things were made. And it may be that that takes you back to the first book in the Bible, Genesis, where you read about God creating, and the phrase comes up time and time again, God made this or that, and it was good. Well, that's important. It was good. Among the other readings we could have read this week, because there are four set every week, is a bit of Proverbs about wisdom, which was very early in creation. And in Proverbs 8, 30 and 31, wisdom. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world 
and delighting in mankind. Do we do that? Perhaps we ought to. After all, if wisdom can delight in God's creation, hmm, something to think about. Or we could have read at the other end of the Bible from Paul's letter to the Christians in Colossae. Colossians 1.15 The sun is the image of the invisible God. Well, yes, you probably know that. That's why Jesus is so important at showing us what an invisible and perhaps incomprehensible God is like in terms that we can understand. But read on. one fifteen and 16. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Now you could wonder about that, couldn't you? What does it mean to say that all things have been created for the sun? We're gaining a bit more to think about in this search for creation. We did actually read Psalm 104. And that includes verse 31. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. But if God rejoices in his creation, as well as in the rescue worked out through the gospel, shouldn't we do the same? Should we not expand our vision to include the full extent of the faith? Well, the answer is yes, but that's a cheat. You can work that out later. Let's go to our creeds. Creeds which are summaries of faith, worked out, probably argued out is a better term, over years to say what's important, what really matters, and what else we can leave on one side to talk about when we've got nothing better to talk about. Well, go to any of the creeds and you'll find that, yes, they speak about Jesus' sacrifice and rescue of us. But you'll also find that they all say more than that. And one of the extra things they say, it's only one of the extra things they say, but that's another sermon for another day, is to talk about the Creator. Or you might want to go back and think about all those stories Jesus told. His teaching seems largely, at least for the crowds, to have been in the form of stories. Parables, we often call them. How many of those are about the countryside? Well, you probably know. Um, there's the sower. What happens to that seed as it falls in the ground? There's the wheat and the weeds. There's a story about treasure buried in the corner of a field, somebody who comes across it. There's the one about the mustard seed, which is tiny and grows big. And we could go on. 
people debate how many parables there are, but certainly 30 or more. Jesus told country stories, even to people who lived in towns and cities, and I mean places bigger than Gorsinan. These weren't little huddles of huts in the countryside. Isn't the reason he told country stories, not just because people understood them and could remember them and talk about them, but because there was something very appropriate in speaking of the God who is the creator in terms of pictures from what he made and what everybody knew about what he'd made. If you're already connected with church, if you're not, please do come and join us. Um, we're a funny lot, but we've got something to be said for us. But if you're already connected, you'll probably know a little bit about the eco-church programme. A thing which looks not only at our church buildings and grounds and how we can make them a bit greener, but also at our worship and our lifestyles as well. It's not an optional extra for those who enjoy that sort of thing. You know, if you're keen, you're green. No. The looking after creation is right at the heart of our faith, as we believe in a creator God as well as a redeeming God. We believe in a God who made everything, the universe, the world, our lives, and gave us a position as stewards or managers of that. Just in the same way as we believe in a God who redeemed us or paid a price to set us free and gave us a life to respond with joy and thanksgiving and love for God and neighbour, as practical as possible. And that's how it hangs together. Here we are, each of us, and all of us as a congregation, given back a life, redeemed, paid for by Jesus' death, and given it back with a responsibility to live in love and thanksgiving. As Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength, and your neighbour as yourself. But in the same way, we are given a life and a place in God's creation. And with that gift comes a responsibility to live fully and well as managers or stewards of everything that God gives. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And Christians need to be people who live fully as well as well. So together, these two, these responses to God, Creator and Redeemer, build a Christian life. Loving God and neighbour, enjoying the created world, engaging with the climate crisis. Yes, we really do have to. 
valuing nature and diversity and working with the science to conserve and to learn how our lifestyles must change at an individual level as well as a national and international one. Our tr treating creation well is no less a sign of our faith than loving our neighbour well. Both are actions we need to learn as we learn to do the Christian life in practice, day by day. Not getting it all right, but working on it as God works on us for his glory and our good. Amen. Let us pray. On this Creation Sunday, we pray for the Anglican Church of Burundi. At home, we pray for Reverend Adrian, Reverend Andrew, our lay leaders, and all their families. Dear Lord, help us to live our lives fully and well as managers and stewards of all that God gives us. Help us to live a Christian life 
of loving God and our neighbour and all the creations you have given us. Teach us to respect the earth as your creation, that we may use its resources wisely to your glory and for the good of all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Lord, we pray for our world in these most difficult times. Give strength to those scientists, doctors and nurses around the world, striving to find the right vaccines to combat this disease. Guide the people of this country and all nations in the ways of justice and peace, honouring one another and serve the common good. Teach us your creation for your greater praise that all may share in good things you provide. Help those in countries where there is conflict and danger and where people are suffering every day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all those in our community, especially those who are struggling from day to day and those who live alone and those who are anxious and worried. Give them the strength needed to cope during these difficult days. We thank those who are invaluable with their help in the community, with their selflessness and commitment. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in mind, body or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. We pray for all those who are ill, either at home or in hospital at this time. We pray for those who have died and those who are grieving. Comfort them and give them strength, dear Lord, in their hour of need, with the hope of life everlasting. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
thank you for being with us once again this week. I hope that the week ahead will be full of blessings for you. And even in the middle of lockdown and all its challenges, I'm sure that each of us still have many things that we can be thankful for. Be in touch if there's anything that we can do to help you. And during the week ahead, I really look forward to touching base with many of you on the telephone and learning a little bit more about what you're up to in these challenging times. As we begin a new week, let me pray for God's blessing on us. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.